0: In a world ruled by magic and superstition. This place is haunted by a witch. There were two brothers named Grimm. Your town shall be haunted. No more. They were fearless. Shoot, Jake! They were ferocious.
1: Here's your money. Thank
0: you, brothers Grimm. Oh, is you dead? They were frauds. Get me down! What the hell are you doing? Trying to kill us? I'm getting too bloody old for this. Uh, the boss. Eric said that you need
1: to start every episode from here on out, officially, with the, the tagline and the introduction, Terrible. introduce no. everybody, no, no, no. really just carry
0: the show. No. Oh, I can do that. I feel like in <laughs> Return of the Jedi, is it Piet? No, not Piet, who says the Emperor's coming here. What's that character's name? Is that Nita? That was that Anakin. Is Piet. I think it's Piet. Piet. Yeah. I 2nd guess myself. I feel like Piet, and Eric is the Darth Sidious You would be Vader, obviously. Oh, sure. (laughs) Obviously. Who can Matt be then? Matt is Lando Calarizian, the rogue um, (laughs) swashbuckler who's uh, found his way onto our show. Our show obviously being called, um, this is the Bagel Boy Show. There we go. Yeah, this is the Bagel Boy Show. And this is our series called The Bagel's Grim, as you all know. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and today we're talking about the movie called The Brothers Grimm, but we have a new guest. It's the first time we've had him on. Brand uh, new first timer. Thanks, guys. We got As, Matt.
1: What's your last name again?
0: Uh, that's not important. <laughs> we've got Matt. We've got <laughs> Matt. <Matt's, laughs> It's pro throw. It, it, Matt Solo. <laughs> need to ask our guests his personal questions. <laughs> He'll true. disclose what he needs to disclose. He's about
1: six, seven, uh... <laughs> 300 pounds? Maybe 92
2: pounds. <laughs> close to it. I'm close. No, it's Matt Prothrow. Um, I got to say, though, um, thanks. Thanks mm-hmm. for having me on.
1: Thank you. Long time
2: listener, first time caller. So yes. <laughs> it's uh, it's good. I, I feel a little stressed at the moment because what? we said Bagel, the um, the Brothers Grimm, right? Mm-hmm. What if I didn't watch that? Well, then you got to fake it till you make it. Okay, because I did watch the Brothers Grimly. What is that? Oh, it's the movie with
0: Sasha Baron Cohen. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no. I forgot about that movie. i would never seen it. Uh, whoops. You have to tell us about it during this episode <laughs> while we're talking about The Brothers Grimm. I'll just... I, I did
2: watch The Brothers Grimm. Just mm-hmm. Did uh, you watch The
0: Brothers Grimly Grimm. too?
2: No, um, but when I Googled it, I saw it pop
1: up, and I was like, oh, that's going to be a good joke. <laughs> is that... <laughs> write <that's>, that down. <laughs> <laughs> write it down, write it down. What is it? That's the one where they're like... Uh, there's, like, the assassin, and then his brother is, like, the bumbling his, idiot, right? His, his
2: brother is an MI6 agent. That's what it or is. Or something, and he gets involved in it. That's that's literally all I know. I read the, the one-word sentence on Wikipedia about it. And then, so I saw it, and I went, oh, that looks hmm. interesting. Click. Let did let's...
0: You wa- So did you, did you watch it, though? No, I okay. had to pay
2: to watch it, and I wasn't going
0: to do that. Love it. <laughs> hmm. Well, welcome to our Sasha Baron Cohen series. <laughs> Jeez. we got to improvise It's called my
1: podcast.
0: (laughs) My (laughs) podcast.
1: Uh, That's that's always funny. This is an actor series on Matt Damon movies. Matthew Jose Damon. This is the third one in the the pantheon of movies that we're covering from uh, Matthew... uh, What's his middle name, Daniel? Oh, it's Jose. Jose uh, Damon, of course. We did do the research. Last week was The Born Identity, and this week... uh, not not a franchise movie, not an action movie. A weird offshoot comedy, fantasy movie? I'm not really sure where what to is where this movie? yeah where to put this. In what the is genre. this movie? Because they're not really making jokes, but it is supposed to be
0: funny. It's, it's comedy-esque. Comedy-esque. It's got hints, it's got flavors of <laughs> of comedy. This movie is weird to me because okay, the guy who directed it is from Monty Python.
1: Oh, Terry Gilliam.
0: Terry Gilliam. Mm-hmm. And there's those moments in this movie where you can see the Monty Python silliness, like, yes. William, you got a you rope around your foot. You know, that jokes like, oh, that. yeah. A little slapstick. A little slapstick. But in, moments in this movie, it's not slapstick at all. No. And it's jarring. It's dark sometimes. It's violent. <laughs> it is dark. When? <laughs> well, I mean, you see some heads cut off. You see a kitten getting thrown into a blender. Okay, the kitten was hilarious. I did not appreciate <laughs> the kitten joke. Uh, <laughs> negative bagels for that joke.
1: Did you guys... Okay, so we go around the room here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the first time watching this movie? If this was his first time, that's fine. We'll mm-hmm. just kind of breeze past that. But it's not, not like Matt's first, first th- time.
0: No, but I'll, like l- I'll let you go first, Mr. Daniel. Might me go first? You yeah, are you, running the show, ahead, Daniel. First. Oh, I'm so nervous. Eric's going to be mad. <sighs> Knees weak. Arms are heavy. <laughs> Mom's spaghetti. Uh, it was my first time watching it last night. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. Um... I listen when I watch movies by myself, comedy movies. Mm-hmm. I never laugh. <laughs> I just, I, it just like 95% of the time, I'm not laughing if I'm by myself. So, like, if you're watching like Super Bad or Game Night or something, I'm completely just deadpan.
1: Do you, you just enjoy? enjoy yeah, n- yeah,
0: I do. I'm like, I'm laughing internally and I'll let out a <laughs> every once in a while, but I'm not actually just seeing their belly so laugh. What you're saying is your laughter is more show for show no it's just it just feels weird to laugh by myself i don't know
1: i gotcha yeah yeah this I
0: movie had it. me cackling for whatever reason <laughs> this movie this movie i don't know why this movie got me in the funnies that's a hot take it is a hot take okay and that's what you gotta be prepared in the show for some hot takes getting thrown at you
1: this is actually a... <laughs> i was <laughs> I surprised not. no i didn't see that coming <laughs> Okay, well, I was that's cackling. Good.
0: Got you tickled your funny bone did yeah, it. The Gingerbread Man, especially, but we'll get to that. Right.
1: Yeah. We'll we'll have full <laughs> segments on every single little side character no matter how long or how little
0: they are in the movie. <laughs> I thought about it this morning, the Gingerbread Man scene. Mm-hmm. I texted it to Chad front of the show. It's like, "Watch <laughs> this. Watch this." <laughs> uh, Matthew. Yes. <laughs> your first time you're... watching it <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're in trial hello
2: um, yeah so I actually went to theaters to see this movie um, That um, be, because at the time my, my stepmother it was a birthday party of mine and happy my, birthday <laughs> happy yeah. birthday Matt No. Um, so I had a bunch of friends over and my dad said hey we can go to the movies and watch this movie but this is what my stepmom wanted to see. So that's what we went and saw. And
1: I didn't Was rem- there another choice? Do you remember, like, what? No,
2: it was, hey, we're going to see the Brothers Grimm for your birthday. <laughs> you were told? <laughs> <laughs> I was told, here's, here's what you're going to go see for your birthday. And so we went and saw it. And I had no memory of it other than it was a movie that we saw. And so then I would say that was technically the first time I watched it.
0: hmm But last night was probably the first time I actually watched. That's a sucky birthday. Your stepmom tells you we're going to go see this movie whether you like it or not. Eh, it was a time. (laughs) It was a time. Yeah. I wouldn't have been happy. Was there, like, any desire
1: in between 2005 to now, like, to rewatch? Or was it just something lost to time over the years? It was
2: one of those things where Daniel said... Hey, we're gonna have you on to talk about The Brothers Grimm, and I like sunk backwards in my chair. Not that, like the that, like, moment. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, the Brothers Grimm!
0: I remember that movie. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we should have we should have done this episode on his birthday somehow. <laughs> Force him to talk <laughs> about Happy it on his birthday. birthday. He's like, it's like a sleeper agent. Matt's like, oh no, the Grimm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a uh, it's not a movie that I would have. Look to watch again. I don't. I will say I don't.
1: I don't typically rewatch movies. Oh, uh, one of those. <laughs> He's a one and doneer. <laughs> one of those guys. Um, so you've probably seen quite a bit then. Like by that logic, right? Since I spend all my time just re-watching <laughs> old favorites. Rewatches is way. Too I have
2: seen a quite a bit of the Brothers Grimm. Yeah, yeah. I sat oh, through yeah. the movie in the theaters. Love
1: it. You saw the Brothers Grimm. It was now 16 years old almost, and. This movie I would have been somewhere between 10 or 11 when this came out. And I remember this being did not go to the theater. This was like a family rented. Much much similar to you Matt when I was going through like creating the the Matt Damon uh, actor series list, cherry picking which movies to put in. <laughs> like just seeing this in his filmography really struck a chord with me on like oh yeah, like that's going in the pot. <laughs> like that we have to talk about it cuz It stuck, certain things stuck with me, and we'll get to them, Mm -hmm. but this was very much like a, hey, we're going to family video, we're going to pick out, (laughs) we're going to rent this movie. Hey, my dad's like, you know, fantasy comedy, Terry Gilliam, Monty Python, you know, this will be, this is fine. PG 13, you know it'll be fine. Ooh, yeah. It'll be fine. You know, was it's a little like, edgy for them to pick a PG 13 for a little 10-year-old Wes? I, I think so, but that's not necessarily for me at that point. Mm. This full full family, I'm pretty sure that we definitely let my younger sister and my younger twin brothers, probably not the three-year-old, but the other <laughs> siblings that were underneath the 10-year-old Mark definitely got to watch it. Yeah. Uh yeah. This is like this. We'll get into it, but there's so much that happens in this movie that's obviously based off like the Brothers Grimm like fairy tales and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, and that's where it draws a lot of the inspiration. I don't like it's such a hodgepodge though, because each one of those stories is very like linear and contained, Mm -hmm. and even though they have their own dark twists and turns in the original tales, this is like the. Hey, what if we take all of them and somehow try to fit them in here in their own twisted ways? They shrekify it a little bit, but it's not like there's certain things that happen and then they're just done. It's like, okay, I guess that was the you know, the Red Riding Hood segment yeah. of the movie. That was the gingerbread man section of the movie. That was the whatever else, you know. Which
0: to gripe a little bit. Why Put in a little Red Riding Hood for like five seconds, then take her out of the movie. That's what I mean. Like, yeah, they're not characters sometimes.
1: Sometimes they sometimes are. <laughs> but let's not let's not jump around too much because this was something interesting to go back and look at the critic and uh, audience response uh, to this movie. So we're gonna have Matt and Daniel guess the Rotten Tomato score for the movie. It's the Tomato Meter game here on mm-hmm. the show. Everybody kind of knows the rules at this point. Each uh, contestant
0: here is going to get a chance to guess both the audience and critic score. And Matthew, uh, just letting you know, as a first time guest, um, usually we bet a little bit of money. So if you want to put up a little bit of money, that's
2: okay. Well, the last episode I listened to is Goodwill Hunting, and there mm-hmm. was a car on the line. So. <laughs> wow, Matt, I... Matt is up to
0: date on the I, show. Uh... Can... We can talk about that. <laughs> can I get a car? <laughs> mm, well,. He Daniel I doesn't have a car anymore. I rode my bicycle here. That's a lie. <laughs> no, it wasn't it as a tandem bicycle you were buying. It. <laughs> the Brothers Grimm is full of
1: beautiful imagery, but the story is labored and less than enchanting.
0: Um short and sweet. Is it beautiful? I wouldn't say this movie's beautiful. I would say That's the cinematography opinion. was great. Is it?
2: what they choose if,
0: to fill in the frame with. <laughs> if, but you, if
2: you accept some of the CGI is being dated, yes, <laughs> yes, I think so. Alright. Some of it was fun.
1: Yeah, you're right. From that consensus, uh, critic response was rotten, so below 60%. So, since Matthew is first time guest, he gets the advantage to Price is Right Daniel, so Daniel has mm-hmm. to guess first. Uh,
0: for the critics, probably a 40%. Matthew. I'm gonna say thirty-five. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. He did prices
1: right you. He prices <laughs> Audience score is rotten. <laughs> it's it is higher than a thirty-eight though. Uh Matthew, you're gonna guess first this time. Audience score? hmm A little bit higher or anything higher than a thirty eight is fair game, but still rotten, so underneath sixty. Uh, for audience I'll say forty five. Forty nine. Thirty nine. <laughs> Audience oh, and critics
0: were one percent right. different. Everybody's hating on wow. the brothers Grimm. I'm gonna be kind of I don't know if I'm gonna be positive or not about this movie. I went in today not really knowing what my takes are gonna be. This is a little journey. It's a confusing movie. It's it? very <laughs> confusing. Yeah, I after like those
1: big like first impressions when I first saw it, because it is something that's like it's funny in a very, like, silly way. It's not like they're cracking jokes. There's, they're more gags than anything else. You have that. That can be entertaining for children. Mm-hmm. But then you have the things like the, the cat blender, like you guys already mentioned, or the severed heads that you see. That's and bad. all of those things, they, they don't shy away from that. It is very much a. I gra- – I don't want to say graphic. That sounds like too strong of a word. It doesn't pull punches but it's not like a high octane like action movie this isn't a born movie this isn't like you know something that where you'd expect to see you know <laughs> severed head or or a, a woman so old her fingernails have grown like 15 inches long it's very disturbing imagery in the movie
2: the problem i had with the gags though yeah. is it wasn't consistent you right. would have stretches of the movie where there was the scene where it's like, oh, you've got a rope around your your feet, yeah. and then and then a horse drags him out of the house. But then, with, then we enter stretches of them going through the forest, and it's spooky, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of darkness. Like, yeah. okay, where did the, where did the goofs go?
0: <laughs> Matt's uh, here for the goofs. I, yeah,
2: I'm here for the goofs right now. Matt Pro
0: through Goofmaster, master of goofs.
2: Well, I thought this was just Monty Python meets Children's
1: Tales, but that and that that. Elevator pitch right there that sounds great to me. Like, I yeah. would, I'm totally on board with that. But that, this is like, I looked into the production of this, and we can get into more details later. Um, but this was something that they had shot, I believe, is was Miramax was the production or some, I forget the production studio dimension dimensions. Thank you. Um, and they shot it in Prague. Because it was a lot cheaper. And that was yes. it, just to save money.
2: It was already an expensive film, like yes. $80 million, $80 right? million, yeah. yeah.
1: And they wanted to just get as much bang for their buck as possible. And it's odd to have, like, especially when you start out the movie, the like the premises, you've got these two brothers, Jake and Will, who are going town to town, essentially, becoming local legends of, like, these witch hunters, these uh, cures of whatever magical illness has befallen your town and they are basically setting it up as an elaborate ruse it is a trick it is false it is they're con men tricking people into thinking that their town is haunted when in reality it's just you know pintle from parts of the caribbean dressed up in mm-hmm. you know a witch costume flying around the barn and so i that premise alone like within the first like five to ten minutes of the movie i'm like i'm firmly on board with this and you like it doesn't I don't want to say it 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 leads you astray it just seems like it's going to go in one direction and then it's like it just keeps adding element and element on top of itself and it's not all bad I don't (laughs) know like kind of similar to you guys I don't know what your first takes were like do you remember liking it as a kid when you saw it Matt I don't remember much about that okay. experience. Yeah. Did you try um, to block it? <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> I guess it's
2: just a repressed memory because yeah. I have no I have no memory yeah. of even seeing it other than we went to go see it. <laughs> yeah. But I do agree there were parts that were cool. Like within the first handful of minutes, that scene where they're fighting the witch at the beginning mm-hmm. that was cool. Yeah. I liked that. It was mm-hmm. it was fun seeing like him with the cross that lights on fire and whatnot. Yeah. And then afterwards where they're addressing the actors that did it like yeah if that could have been the whole movie I'm all in
0: right on that it could have been sillier isn't that weird I feel like that's kind of my consensus a different kind of silly I guess and the parts like at the beginning like
1: everything is very practical and it's very like it fits within like this hey we're trying to get a lot done for a little amount of money and at first you would think, oh, they're just paying the actors an absurd amount of money and the production design and everything like that. But then as the movie goes on and on, you're, like you mentioned, the effects are fairly dated. Normally, a movie that's, you know, 15 years older or more, I would give a pass and be fine. Mm-hmm. But when this movie, this movie came out in 2005, it was delayed a year, so mm-hmm. technically 2004 – you're coming out around the Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings time frame, and I know those movie budgets are a lot higher, but this movie wasn't like a small budget thing either. So I wish they would have stuck a little bit more to the practical stuff, but it does give, it is very much uh, this little time capsule of, oh, And some of the things don't make sense. Like I could understand like you've got the werewolf, you've got, you know, the magical witch stuff at the end of the movie, But stuff like there's like a child like wandering trying to find their their scarf or something. That's the one that got me. (laughs) Like in the scarf is like like you could do that practically for cheaper, right? And Mm. quicker, I would imagine. Like (laughs) it
2: turned
0: into Aladdin in that scene. (laughs)
1: Like, what am I
0: watching? (laughs) (laughs) And this movie is darkly lit. I'm like, could you not find Money in the budget for some flashlights or a candle. Is, Please. The is last... that not what I told
2: you? You yes. were right. It's
0: visually dark. It's like Game of Thrones. Turn it's up like the, the f- brightness in your television or <laughs> turn off all the lights in your house. Something. <laughs> <laughs> the final climatic scene against, uh, oh, man, I'm blanking his name. The guy from Pirates of the Caribbean, the villain. The there's, a yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of pirates crossover crossover in this movie. Yeah, it was too dark. Yeah.
1: Yeah, when they're fighting with swords and whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, let's not be let's not dismiss the reason we're all here today for mm. for matthew uh, jose damon as, Damien, as yes. daniel says this week uh these are the damon documents this is the, <sighs> the time documents. of the show where we jump over and give a little wink and a nod to all the movies that we did not cover in matthew damon's career So starting off last week we talked about the born identity so i'm just going to run through these because this is a quite a big leap of time even though it's only been three or four years since that movie he's been a busy boy he has been a busy boy the born was a hit uh so you've got uh confessions of a dangerous mind i don't think he's in that one quite a bit he's just is that in there. relation he's,
0: to confessions of a shopaholic i'm not even gonna the confessions response that back. was the
2: title of it internationally okay the confession series
0: yeah. yes i remember uh, Stuck
1: on You looks like a comedy. I have not watched this one. He plays a character named Bob in that movie. Oh, Bob. There you go. Uh, he had cameos in Eurotrip. He kind of swapped roles with Affleck in, Ger- in Jersey Girl. He was the supporting character in that. Uh, Stuck on You again? He was in "Suck on You" twice. He likes so much. I don't know, so know what much, this is. I don't know why it has it listed twice. This is definitely the same movie. <laughs> then you have the <laughs> sequel to "The Bourne," "The Bourne Supremacy." Ah, yes. A sequel to his other successful franchise film, "Oceans 12," and then
0: you've got the brothers Grimm. Should we have covered "Oceans 12"? Because I kind of like that movie. I kind of don't. <laughs> I know, like like right I know a lot of people don't like it. I know a lot of people don't like it. I kind of think it's nice. It's kind of
1: fun. Tired of people and their fancy it? hot takes like no. Ocean's 12 is actually good. It's not. But that here's the good. thing. I
0: like Ocean's 13 and Ocean's 8. I like all the Ocean's movies. That's not a hot take. No, that's not. Now it's not. Yeah. Because you contextualized
1: your I contextualize your take. You it. You just like hot garbage. <laughs> I do. I'm <laughs> a sucker for hot garbage. It's true.
0: Matthew uh Hold on break. a second. I keep calling him Matthew. I've never called you Matthew in my life. I always call you Matt. So what is this that I've started? So do you prefer Matt
1: or Matthew?
0: Uh,
2: I prefer Matt. But I think you just picked up on Daniel, right? Yeah.
0: I did. Anyway, I also Matthew. like. Oh, wait, so I have also, I'm also
1: differentiating we're talking about Matt Damon, and mm-hmm. I've never really called him Matthew Damon, we except that's a joke. So now, from now on, it'll be Matthew Damon mm-hmm. and Matt, our guest. See,
2: that does get a little confusing because my last name is Damon. Ah. <sighs> Yeah.
1: That's right. We
0: forgot. So, oh. Yeah. So
2: that does get a little confusing when we're talking about my film career. Junior, um,
1: where do I feel like we've met before? I've seen you. Were you in The Informant? Were you, oh. were you in Invictus? Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. Keep keep naming
1: uh, the Adjustment Bureau. Yeah, that one. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I,
2: yeah I Forgot all about that one. Yeah. I, uh, you,
0: you may you know forgot me. your time at the Adjustment Bureau. You may know me did. from The
2: Martian. Oh.
0: Um, keep that's... going. He keep going, Matt Mark. Damon's. The,
2: the Brothers Grimm. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he blew <laughs> his <laughs> cover. <laughs> uh, the tiebreaker for that on the oceans twilight, on ocean. Yeah. Eh,
0: it's okay. Ocean's Twelve is just eh, okay. You can hear it in his voice. Everybody used to like Julia Roberts pretends to be Julia Roberts. I actually do hate that subplot, so I have to say that's that's so
1: yeah. Damon documents. He's been a busy boy, uh, kind of appearing as a side character or cameo in many things, and then kind of following up his two biggest franchises. So he's Mm -hmm. been busy, but not. An insanely busy guy in three years. Just a lot of stuff he's been in. So we land here. The Brothers Grimm, like we said, it's directed by Terry Gilliam and stars Heath Ledger as well, Uh, Lena Headey, Peter Stormare, Monica Bellucci,
0: uh, Mackenzie Crook, that's Pintle from Mm -hmm. Pirates. He also played uh, the British version of Dwight in The Office. Wow. Do you know that? Yeah. Gareth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you watch The British Office? Mm-hmm. What, I did. What's your take on the British office? Yeah, please tell us. It was funny. Um, it's different. Mm. Was, they're all British. That. What's that about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speak
2: <laughs> normally.
1: <laughs> I can't you speak right? Jonathan speak. Jonathan Price. He plays Jonathan the, Price. Um,
0: Fisher's Price. Yes, the, I forgot.
1: The Lord or Duke or whoever mm-hmm. it is, as like the ruler of the the French towns that they're running through. Yes. So, yeah. we've got the two conmen: Jacob, Heath Ledger, Will, Matt Damon trying to make a quick buck off of these goobers in these towns who think that they're, you know, can be haunted by witches and wizards and whatnot. And, you know, as the movie goes on, they stumble upon one that is actually haunted and they have to deal with that. And that's basically the movie. What a twist.
0: What a twist. Um let's talk about we talk about Heath Ledger first. Is that cool? And know yeah, it's the can, Matt Damon series. No, no, but can we no, talk no. about we, that particular can, Brother Grimm?
1: We can. We can talk about that Brother Grimm, and brother we Grimm can. We can kind of. We'll get into Matt because hmm. Matt will take up a good amount of time. I feel like I this. usually do. Yeah. yeah. Yes, of course, Matt, our guest. We will also talk about Matthew Damon. <laughs> yes, please clarify. Uh, <laughs> Star Matt, Matthew Brothers Page Grimm. Damon. Yes. <laughs> Not Jose. Oh. Sorry, he factored. We'll kind of flip flop it. We'll do supporting, distracting first, covering the cast of characters, and then we'll end with the Matt stack and rank his performance. Because it's kind of hard to talk about, because they spent, there's not really a lot of scenes where Matthew Damon is on his own. Mm -hmm. He's very much tied to his brother, Jacob. And throughout the movie, you know, you get a, f- a quick flashback of, of them as children. Oh yes, you do. <laughs> the movie, the movie starts so abruptly. <laughs>
0: I don't, I don't want to
1: steal for quote too much, but the movie opens with med- <laughs> with both art code leads mm-hmm. as children, and they have a sick sister who. Is never mentioned again. No. So she is probably dead. She's she's fallen ill and a very distraught mother of theirs. And Jacob played by whoever he is, some young actor who eventually becomes Heath Ledger. Little brother Grim. Yeah. Comes in and he's supposed to have bought <laughs> medicine for his <laughs> sister and instead he bought magic beans and <laughs> you hear about these magical beans throughout the movie the entire movie and i swear <laughs> they set it up so much that i'm like uh here it comes they get to the tower at the end they're gonna plant those magic beans and they're gonna climb to the tower and that's no nope they're only used as like just a uh a flex or like a, a dig at Heath They Fletcher's don't get the redemption story <laughs> never
0: <laughs> I know you know what though I don't blame Jacob I'm sorry William because I would kill my little brother if oh he yeah magic beans magic. magic beans and then like that scene takes
1: forty five seconds it's very <laughs> quick and then it's like hard cut music the brothers
0: grew. <laughs> Into the movie we go. <laughs> this guy killed his sister anyway. <laughs> this child. <laughs>
1: oh, the disappointment in the mother is great, too, where she's like, oh, where did Jacob? I go wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah. This child.
2: I guess the bad part is I don't even remember the mother being disappointed because oh, I was yeah. laughing
1: so you hard know. at the beans. <laughs> but Yeah, so the child grows up to be Heath Ledger. What is Heath doing in this movie? There, there is a bit of like digging I did in the movie where you have there was a, a strong possibility and actually was going to happen where the leads swapped roles and that's how mm-hmm. it was written, but the actors went and asked, "Hey, we would like to swap," and so it was going to be Matthew Damon as a very more, uh, literate and adventure driven and into the mystical stuff that's as a choice he, and. Heath was going to be the more charismatic straight man to mm-hmm. to that. I think it would have been better if they That's were. That's what I mean. It was yeah. a bad choice from the switch. I don't it was their decision though. And, Of course I know. the studio was like, "Sure, whatever, you can swear. <laughs> like we're not oh. they don't give them much development anyways. It's supposed to be mainly comedy. They're just playing character pictures
0: of themselves. But do you guys buy Heath Ledger playing a nerd, and a bookish character? No. I could, I could yeah. buy it. I could. I mean, I can buy it. No, we've got no, the he's ca- too cool. We got the cash, Damon. We, we could buy it. <laughs> we just watched
1: Night's Tale. He's too cool. <laughs> he, it's not this kind of nerd. I don't believe by the end. It's it's like the accent is is very weird. Mm-hmm. You texted me about Matt's performance, complaining about it a little bit or like asking what is he doing? And my question was very squarely pointed at Heath. Like, I don't I don't understand. Like, are they really like what is the accent what is like the 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 over the top like kind of like it's, not, it's a not a lisp. I don't know what it is. He's just it's kind of bitty. Yeah. It, I don't know. Did you like It was him? it was a
2: weird take on a German accent. Okay. I think cuz i mean it was based in germany.
1: Yeah, yeah, both of them are supposed to be german.
2: Yeah, so it was like it was like if you told someone who'd never heard german, "Hey, speak this with but like make it sound german."
0: Yeah. <laughs> that, that's kind of how it came off to me. But Matt Damon's doing a british accent. Oh. Is he? I don't remember that. I, it's very bad. I didn't pay attempting.
2: that much
1: attention They're, <laughs>
2: to the accents. Yeah, but to be fair, <laughs> he did
1: watch The Brothers Grimsley or whatever.
2: Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, he did a fine accent.
1: You're right. I know the writing isn't doing any favors to anybody in this movie, so I don't want to like harp on that because it wasn't. It's not trying to be some like profound thing as far as screenwriting goes, and I think that's fine. But like you said, he's he's this very normally cool, charismatic actor, and he's trying to play like just such a nerd. But then at the end of the movie, they're trying to let him get with the girl, kind he gets of the girl in the end. Yeah, and so, but that do, he do, doesn't really. He kind of does. They both kind of get the girl. No. Mm. How do they
0: both kind of get her?
1: Well, she kisses them both at the
0: end. Well, she only kisses them because they tell her to, to see if it'll work for Matt Damon. No, I mean at,
1: like, the very
0: end, when they're Does all dancing. Does she kiss Matt Damon at the
1: end? Yes, she kisses them both and then walks away.
0: I missed that. I thought that I was because you. he was laying
2: dead on the ground. No, no, no. I'm talking after, after, that. after that. Oh like, man, I yeah. stopped paying attention probably at that
0: scene. <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm out. I'm done. <laughs>
2: I don't remember what happened Matt, after that.
0: Did you finish the increase? <laughs> did you finish I, the movie? I
2: promise you I finished it. Yeah. But it just like erased from my mind. It's <laughs>
1: kind of the movie. <laughs> they're they're okay. So it's just odd that they're both like going after the girl. Like I get hmm. that that's normally the thing, but she's He's upset that she's not attracted to him, but she is kind of attracted to him in some scenes. It's Boy, very inconsistent. I, I think that's a great word. And so is the performance for Heath. Because there's sometimes when I'm like, I can buy this guy as like the, you know, the lovable brother who just really wants to believe in magic and his older brother's just telling him no, he's stupid, he's a moron, he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. And then at the end he ends up being right. But this whole time he's running around like Ridiculous and showing this such a lack of confidence in in everything that it, mm-hmm. it's hard to buy. Where Matt Damon normally plays kind of a loser and can play a loser really well, and if he was the one, you know, who's still a fairly attractive gentleman, he could. It, I could see that working. And then Heath being this kind of a dick who's really just charismatic and yeah. is an and uh, a non believer. I don't know. I can't... Ever since I read that, I'm like, man. That would have been a better That movie. would have been... I feel like it would
0: have been... You know, the script still would have been what it is, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I don't if know. If I had a time machine, I could make one choice. It would be go back and tell them not to do this. <laughs> That's it, That's it. That
2: swap roles or the movie in general?
0: Uh, swap roles. Oh, okay. That's what i would used the time machine. For. No, we
1: still need the movie. <laughs> I <laughs> needed this. <laughs> We've been talking... I don't know if... Or I guess if you listen to the... Uh, I think we mentioned it on the... The Goodwill Hunting episode. Just how how wide and vast this miniseries was going to be. Once upon a time, and mm-hmm. I fought Daniel tooth and nail
0: about keeping this movie in here. And you were right.
2: It's it's one to keep.
1: Okay,
0: and yeah. I concede I was wrong. I was yes. wrong. I'm and sorry. you're
2: all
1: welcome. I don't know where you can watch this movie, but it's out there. You can find it. It is available for rent for two ninety nine. It's worth every penny. Was it worth every penny?
2: It was worth exactly two dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs>
0: for me to forget the ending. <laughs> I I miss that too. That's hilarious. What, what are your takes on Heath then? Do are you a fan of Heath?
2: I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I don't follow movies that
1: in depth. I gotcha. So
2: most of the time I'm like, oh, I've seen that person. In some movie before. I don't remember <laughs> Well, that might where. be better.
1: So, like, what's your take on him for this movie? Because if For you're this movie, on, yeah.
2: I for me, he was believable okay. as, like, the nerdy, believes in magic mm-hmm. type guy. He believed in it. I think the biggest hang-up for me wasn't on him specifically. It was on, what was her name, Angelica? Mm-hmm. Lena Headey, yeah. That was the hardest part for me to get over. It was the love interest portion of the movie. You didn't buy it. I did, it's not that I didn't buy it. It's that they forced it on both of the brothers. Yeah. And it's as you were saying, Wes, like they forced it over are both. They're both like, oh, we, I, I have interest in her. Mm-hmm. But then it's never really addressed on her side. No. It's no. like, she's just the guide <laughs> to get them through the forest. And so it's like, we kind of got half of a love story but then also not and well, she does yeah.
0: lick a frog seductively i think you forgot that
2: part <laughs> oh that's right i forgot that what was it grandfather toad yeah. grandfather toad yeah grandfather okay toad. well so she's already taken
1: yeah but we'll we'll
0: talk about grandfather toad the later on
2: frustrating the frustrating
1: thing about the love <laughs> story that they're kind of forcing in here is that like you said you're 100% right that they never address it from her end but by the end the movie wants to make you think that it did, like, because she then, you know, <laughs> falls falls for one of them or both of them or whatever. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't, you would think like she would be like, "Oh, these brothers are ridiculous. I hate both of them." And then that's the stance the entire movie. Mm. But then somewhere along the line, they decide, you know, actually, she does love them. <laughs> like, she's really turned on by these two con men who wear shiny metal <laughs> armor <laughs> to ward off foes. Yeah, they yeah. they get found out. After they go into a particular town, and they're basically threatened with, you know, death. Like, all right, you guys are conmen. We don't want anything to deal with you. And right about when they're about to, you know, be, what is it? Is it hung the first time? Where, where are they taken off to the first time? Uh, they're zone? getting
0: tortured a you lot in this movie. Yeah. I feel like there's like eight torture scenes in this movie.
1: My question
2: why were there snails in those boxes?
0: That's what it is. The okay. snails. Okay. It, Why were there snails? I, I I'm on board now. I understand. I don't know. Why were there snails? Is it because French people eat snails? Well, and it's it, a joke about the French.
2: And I think I think Matt Damon and Heath Ledger were just as confused. Yeah. Because they pulled them up, and I remember them saying, "Why the snails?" Why the
1: snails? And I said, I said that too. Why the snails? <laughs> well, it's funny because they're they have the snail boxes, right? And <laughs> Damon and Ledger are like about to be, like, sliced in half by something else. Like, Mm -hmm. the two forms of torture are, like, drastically different. And, yeah, then after that, they say something about the the ten missing girls in this other town, and they're like, whoa, 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 we confess to everything else, but not that. And that kind of tips them off to being like, okay, that's weird that you would take this one stance To, like, be defiant and confess. Because at that point, they're like, lock us up, whatever. We've Mm -hmm. done, we've committed all these other crimes and treason and whatnot. But we did not kidnap these children. And then into the town they go. They discover that the forest is, in fact, enchanted. And they meet
0: uh, Angelica, played by Lena Headey. What do you think about this performance? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think much of it. She is the Stark Girl character.
1: Yeah. Which is unfortunate because it starts, much like the movie, it starts off pretty strong where it's like you've mm-hmm. got this like huntress. She has like this darker backstory where something's clearly happened to her father. She knows the land. She knows all the tricks of the trade. She mm-hmm. knows it's enchanted. And she doesn't let them in on that, though. Like they discover that for themselves. She's like, I'll be your guide. But then they all discover, like, hey, there's definitely some nefarious <laughs>
0: right. witchcraft going on in the forest. Yep. She's there for just the object of their affection. And that's what you get. Very two-dimensional character. Mm-hmm. Uh, thumbs down. Badly, sadly. Bad. Actually, it's not her fault. She, I think she's fine. Yeah. I think this is bad the Terry one I, I would bad. give a thumbs up to. You give a thumbs
1: up to her? She's pretty fierce. and she, like She's she obviously... Uh, what's her name from Game of Thrones? Uh, oh, she's one of the Lannisters. What's yeah. Her? Mama Lannister. Uh, yes. And... Uh, she. It's that same kind of energy just in like a good guy kind of mm-hmm. role where it's like you're clearly like on team Grim here. But <laughs> I got <you're>, the shirt, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jerseys and everything. They th- so, but you get that like tenacity and everything still. And so, as much as like the script and the character failings in the story are definitely there and present, much like they normally are in an early 2000s movie, I still give her a thumbs up. I <laughs> think she's given it everything she's got. Especially when, you know, Damon and Ledger get to play off each other for most of the movie, and Cavaldi, but she has to act opposite of CGI Wolfman <laughs> for a good amount of her emotional scenes, which is not an easy thing to no. do. No, it is not Wes. <laughs> no, it is not. That's that's the part where it starts to lose me a little bit. It's like I can forgive Papa like the certain like elements of CGI. In the early parts in the movie. And then even with the kid chasing after their scarf, which turns into the Aladdin uh <laughs> carpet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the the wolf takes it to another level. Because, again, I think back to, like, the Harry Potter stuff with the, the transforming from cat to Professor McGonagall. And it's like this movie came out years after that. And it still can't... You could do it in even with a shadow. You could do it any other way. But instead you have this... Full on CGI wolf, which they have other animals in the movie too. So it's yep. like, why not just get a wolf and let it run? Like, <laughs> I
2: personally think a wolf in a situation like that works better. Yeah, using your mind mm-hmm. and not like not showing you, but letting you interpret what's happening. Yeah, a little bit more. Like in the opening sequence with Little Red Riding Hood. Yes, I think that version of the wolf worked much better because now I'm left wondering. In that opening sequence with the wolf, it was twenty feet in the air.
1: Yes, with, it, through
2: the camera shot. It yep.
1: was just how just did really that happen? <laughs> <laughs> it's got a, it's got a nice vertical. <laughs> <laughs> it's got mad hogs. <laughs> <laughs> he he tried out for Air Bud, but he didn't make the cut, so he had <laughs> to settle for Brother Screen. <laughs> he had the wrong fur color. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that speaks to another thing. Like just going into stuff about the movie, like this was just riddled with creative differences between. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> the director, Terry Gilliam, and the Weinstein Brothers. <gasps> what was that? It wasn't the Brothers, was it? It was just one brother. What was his name? That was their production company, but I, I can use your imagination on which brother was creating
0: the problems. Are you trying to get us canceled? <laughs> we don't say that name on the show. Well, surprise, surprise, they were jackasses <laughs> to Mr. Gilliam the whole time. <laughs> and...
1: I, I, I'll pull up the quote. You guys can discuss, like, some other things that just felt odd about the movie while I do so. But you can tell. Like, mm-hmm. even if, like, I'm not, like, some huge, I don't want to say movie savant to the point of where I could be like, oh, yeah, I could totally tell this way this was changed. But this mm-hmm. movie, it's like, yeah. Like, I can tell certain people were not on the same page when this was put into production or at some point in the production. The switch got flipped. Yes. And... Things
0: start to go little man. You off can tell the by the runtime. This movie's way too long. It's two hours. There's no need for this movie to be two hours. <laughs> no. What are you doing? Was... This movie felt like three hours.
2: I told you on the way here, Daniel. I turned it off. <laughs> I turned it <laughs> off.
1: If there's so much confusion. <laughs> I
2: turned it off and then turned it back on a couple hours later. It's like I I just can't with this movie <laughs> You right needed now. a break. I I I because I paused it. Mm-hmm. I paused it to go do something, and when I did, I saw. I was like. I still
0: have an hour and 20 minutes left? <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, because they go to the forest, they leave the forest, they go back to the forest, they leave the forest. That happens like five times. It's okay. The pacing forth. is rough. So, can <laughs> not I... a PP movie, a perfectly paced movie.
1: Can not I big... gripe about something
0: with the yeah, forest? Yeah, of course.
1: Gripe away.
2: <laughs> okay. The, the The biggest thing with the forest was the moving trees, right? Mm-hmm. The trees are always moving, mm-hmm, and right. every now and then someone will look over and see a tree walking towards them or something. But nothing ever happens with that.
1: (laughs) Other than like a little uh, root reaching out and grabbing somebody every once in a while. A root every now and then grabs someone. Scaring off a side character. And a root
2: killed someone in one scene. That is true. But other than that, nothing ever happened. It looked like they had this giant budget for trees. (laughs) they're like, we have to use it. And so they fit a tree moving in in every scene. they're like, okay, so where's that going to fit in? I don't know. Just put it in somewhere,
1: just somewhere in this two-hour movie. Just
2: have Mr. Beans look over, <laughs> and then there's gonna be a tree moving.
1: <laughs> this is this is the best quote I can say that like sums up the whole situation. As Gilliam said, that I'm used to riding roughshod over studio executives, but the Weinstein's rode, rode roughshod over me. Gilliam got so upset that filming was shut down for nearly two weeks. Damon, reflecting on the situation, said that, I've never been in a situation like that. Terry was spitting rage at the system oh, and no. at the Weinsteins. You can't try and impose big compromises on a visionary director like him. If you <laughs> try to force him to do what you, what you want creatively, he'll go nuclear. <laughs> the feud between Gilliam and the Weinsteins was eventually settled, although Bob Weinstein blamed the entire situation on yellow journalism. What is yellow journalism? Presents little or no legitimate, well-researched news. It's basically like eye-catching headlines and, you know, stuff to increase sales. Clickbaits. Yeah. Nailed it. Clickbait. Well, all right. So they did not get along. Uh... Yeah, due to the tensions between the filmmaker and the production, Gilliam said in retrospect about the film, it's not the film they wanted, and it's not quite the film that I wanted. It's the film that is a result
0: (laughs) of two groups of people who aren't working well together. No one wanted this film. (laughs) But here it is, and here we are talking about it today. You're welcome. (laughs) With
1: regards to the Weinsteins also producing Martin Scorsese's film, The Gangs of New York, which was released a few years earlier, Gilliam said about his friend, Marty said almost the exact same quote that I said without knowing that I used it as well. They took the joy out of filmmaking. Oh, man. Party poopers. How dare
0: they? I'm, I'm upset. Just thinking about it.
1: There was How a lot they? of uh, disagreements over final cut uh, privileges as well. yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? Like, I... I think back to what we kind of started this off on, on that elevator pitch of, hey, Monty Python with Brothers Grimm fairy tales. And if you let him, like, run wild with that, that I would. You get yourself a stew. You got, yeah. <laughs> you got yourself a stew. That's exactly right, Daniel. Well,
2: because I think, I think all of the scenes with the torture elements. Yeah. Like, with Cavaldi and all that. hmm those were fun scenes. Yeah. And seeing like the overly complicated torture devices, like the four handles to shut yeah, stuff off. like right. That <laughs> was funny. Yeah. yeah. Those parts were great. It was the more serious parts that I kind of just
1: tuned nope. out. Peter Stormare plays Givaldi, who's kind of like the the side thwarting character who's not uh, the lord of the land. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through half the movie thinking it was Alice Cooper. <laughs> he's got so much eyeliner on. So does yeah. Matt Damon, by the way, but they, he's running around as someone who's just kind of like the bumbling, you know, almost like the bowler hat guy from meet the Robinson's oh, yes. just, you know, very French. Love him. Love him. <laughs> they, uh, this was the big thing that I found digging up just about this character. Cause he's very, he's very much a caricature more than the other two uh, gentlemen in the movie. And you're supposed to be laughing at him the whole time. And for the most part, his stuff works. But I found out that the role was, originally was for Robin Williams, who passed on oh, the I movie. Oh, I read that too. Yeah. Yep. And yep. some of the things, some of the humor, like Peter Stormer is doing fine. I'd probably give him a thumbs middle or maybe a thumbs down. I'm not really sure. But imagining
0: what Robin could have brought to a movie like this, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Well, in the original script, they had Cavaldi sit William Grimm down on a park bench and say, If I told you about the Louvre, you know, you'd probably tell me about something you read in a book. And if I told you about war, you'd quote a poem. You remember that? That was in the original script. It's I, online. Yeah, it's online. People can find it. Yeah. Also, like the. <laughs> Goodwill Grimm. Goodwill Grimm. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> um. Yes, I had fun with his performance. I think he's probably my favorite performance of yeah. the movie. Agreed. Yeah, He's a ham bone.
2: He's goofy. The, the scene of him being woken up and coming out of the house shooting his guns. <laughs> yeah. He's got him like... like just inside. like cowboy <laughs> Wild yeah. West shooting in the air. Like
0: Yosemite Sam just blasting away. <laughs> uh, real quick, a little detour, sort of. Matt, can you give me your thoughts on Spider Horse? <sighs> We'll we we'll just start off with the other weird
1: side animal mm-hmm. slash characters that pop up in this movie. So spider horse, yes. Yes. What 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 did you think of that? Uh, I forgot all about spider
0: horse. This I time love around. spider horse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For, from a pure enjoyment perspective, I was all in on all in. spider horse. It was. It was strange enough. It was strange enough to where I was like, oh, it, it, it made me start paying attention for a few minutes <laughs> again. When, when the guy with the axe fed the horse spiders. Uh-huh. At, first, at first, I didn't know they were spiders. I was like, what is he feeding them? Yeah. And, but then seeing the horse kind of doing its thing and right. swallowing the girl. Oh, I loved it. That was a fantastic part oh, in the that, movie.
0: That that could be the whole movie. Him S- just following kids. So the whole like
1: premise after they get to this town is that there's more kids are disappearing, more young girls are disappearing, and they're tr- trying. They're not really trying to figure out why. The movie will just cut to some child, and you know, uh oh, something's about <laughs> to happen to this child. About to die, and it's always in some crazy way. And the horse, spider horse, <laughs> <laughs> it it works for me, even though it does. Wrap in some of the CGI stuff that's very very dated, mm-hmm. but it starts out very practical with this like this child feeds the horse, a little bit of spider web gets on it. It's like okay, that's weird, and then it just starts to get engulfed <laughs> into the spider web coming from the horse's mouth. <laughs> and as they're running away with the spider web on them, that's when the CGI kicks in, and the horse kind of rears up throws the child up into the air and you see like the silhouette of said horse swallow it whole and I'm thinking okay that's what happens like and then the horse is just gonna ride off right no No. you turn to the character reactions and their faces and then cut back to the horse now belly full (laughs) like my overweight dog in the morning it's got all belly you you bypassed my favorite part oh okay go back yes
2: that's when the brothers come out to see the commotion and right. they look at the horse and you see this girl in what appears to be like surrounded by an esophagus. Yes, it zooms, it zooms it. into the horse's
1: throat, yeah. Oh,
0: I loved it. I would give this character a baker's dozen. I don't know if we can give characters baker's dozen, but spider horse gets one.
1: <laughs> That's so, it's so it's
0: great. Even explaining it
1: Like, you can find that scene on YouTube. If you feel at this point, listener, that you're not going to watch this movie, if it's not for you, fine. Be on your way. But don't deprive yourself of the legend of Spider Horse, okay? Please, I'm begging you. It's
2: worth it to see The Swallowing. Yes. And also Matt Damon in a bonnet.
1: That's true. You get that true. too. That's I forgot that's the same scene. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And we got to
0: talk about the gingerbread man, the mud monster. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so
1: the ne- one of the next children to, <laughs> yeah. to disappear. Now this one I remember. This was the most repressed thing because uh-huh. I remember being so disturbed, even more so than the severed heads, because a, a child wanders up to the well to get water and it comes out muddy and you're like that's odd. What a what a lack of water. Uh, and it starts by just, like, what? Like, drops of what looks like black flubber onto, yep. like, the pavement. <laughs> Flubber's Revenge, yes. And do- yeah.
2: doesn't the child keep wiping their
1: face? That's that's what I remember, is that as the black goo gets onto the child's face, it they wipe away their face, similar to how the, the Kraken sucks off that character's yep. face in Pirates 2. And they just have no face. And for some reason, as a kid... That was the scariest thing to me. I did not like it in Pirates 2. did not like it in this movie. You didn't wash your face for years. I did not. No, nothing could get near my face. I kept my eyes open at all times. It's like, obviously, that child would die.
0: How can you breathe? <laughs> How can, yes. And then the mud monster comes out yes, the mud, of the well. The mud monster. A little... Uh, you remember Candyland, folks? You know, that game with the little the, chocolate... The, yeah, the, the chocolate blob.
1: The... What's the swamp? What is it Mola- what? Molasses. 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 is that what it is? What's yes. it called in candyland?
0: Um, it's the mol- molasses map. Molasses Matt. Yes, sure. he's right. <laughs> don't look it up. It's true. Don't get your game boards out. He we know what it is. <laughs> chasing after the kid. Yes. And his arms stretch out like 50 feet, and he's reaching underneath doorways to try to get to him. <laughs> and I'm get... just belly laughing. He's That's giggling. what
1: got me. He's gleefully chasing after this child. So he's, he's given more expression than any other character in the whole movie.
0: <laughs> he is.
2: Daniel, you mentioned that when you watch movies, comedies, you don't laugh out loud. huh I'm kind of in the same boat, but yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I was laughing so hard <laughs> in this scene that I think was supposed to be terrifying.
1: <laughs> That's the thing. It's such a weird mix of stuff. Is and it? as it reaches through the door, Cavaldi has hold of the child. And this slime monster just grabs a hold of the child and <laughs> rips it back through the doorway, swallows it Sw- into itself. And then I don't like.
0: Turns into the gingerbread man. Yes. It is now like this gooey black gingerbread man. Takes a bite out of his hand and says, oh boy, I taste delicious. Mm -hmm. Is that the line?
1: I taste yummy. I taste yummy.
0: (laughs) And then runs
2: away. Did it run? Did it... did it run away or did it jump into the well?
1: That's what it is. It jumps into the well. It they it like says gets... I think it says this sings the song too, right? It's like yes. you can't catch me. I'm a yeah, gingerbread man. man, and then it's like swan dives into the well. <laughs> never oh, never to be seen again. Yeah, it no. never comes up again. I
0: love it. I love that it never comes up again. Ever.
2: neither did Spider Horse. Neither
0: did Spider Horse. Spider Horse ran away. They chased
2: it. They chased Spider Horse and then we get a camera cut, and it's just never brought up.
0: Never. Was that an old children's fairy tale story, Spider Horse? I know a lot of the references. It, a, lot, a
2: lot of the references did come from the Grimm stories. Yeah. Was Spider Horse and Cinderella? Cinderella, maybe, but Spider Horse, I don't think so.
0: I'm not well versed on that. I hmm. You don't read literature.
2: Yeah, I, I I haven't been paying attention to the literature. <laughs> you're right.
0: <laughs> if you don't know about Spider Horse, well, <laughs> you're not paying attention to literature. They,
1: yeah. So you get that's a running theme throughout this movie, where the the main you know antagonist turns out to be this old witch, this old legend who's lived up in a tower for 500 years, who is kind of like a play on Rapunzel, which is one of the the tales where it's a darker mm-hmm. version of the the Tangled that we know and love, and it's. Something also to do with the the eclipse, the blood moon. Snow and it, White. Yeah, it Fair needs of all of the these these young girls and or any kind of woman, I guess in general, needs twelve of them to complete the cycle and a basically allow her to come back. Kind of because they get all twelve, and she comes back almost, but then she also needs
0: a man. I guess. Right? I was lost in this part. There,
1: there's a lot of rules. To there's what a, there's too Children many rules. Children are getting captured. There are spider horses. There's globby gingerbread men. Basically, at this point, they're throwing everything they can to make this like the biggest climax ever. As as this is happening, we also discover the tower is something that <laughs> Heath Ledger tries to. Sling shot <laughs> himself up into a catapult, rather I guess, instead of climbing. Uh-huh. And that's probably the the bit that has that got me good is like <laughs> Matthew Damon is running around trying to find his brother, and you hear like them counting down like three, two, one, and then it cuts to what you think is Heath Ledger being launched into the side of the tower mm-hmm. and then getting hurt, and you hear him like ooh ah as he falls down, and then. Matt Damon picks it up, and it's just a dummy. Why would you have the sounds of like
0: him falling if it was a dummy? Do you think like, <laughs> like <laughs> that was the one thing where I was like, okay, what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I like all the evil witch stuff, though. I
1: think it's kind of cool. That so. kind of cool. That seems like a, like the, the ending they wanted to have, just mm-hmm. not with, like, the how we got there was very messy. It was a very as, much a circus getting to that point. You're right. Okay. Uh, yeah.
2: I do have a problem with the tower. Okay. Though. So you mentioned the catapult. The catapult, right? yes. And then that's when um, Brother Not Beans showed up. <laughs> yes. And he's like, well, why would you use a catapult when you can use a pulley system? That's uh-huh. true. And so that's what they ended up using. They used a pulley system for him to climb up. But how did they get the pulley system attached to the top of the tower? These are these
0: are the questions. <laughs> magic beans. It probably think, was the magic beans. I think is how they did but it. But I think that's what <laughs> you imagine. They climb all the way up the tower, put the pulley system on, <laughs> climb back down and like, okay, now we can get <laughs> you yeah, up there. We can... Well that's what
2: the movie leads you to believe. <laughs> yeah.
0: How did they get it up there? Oh man. Yeah, this movie. That was something messy. that Thanks a lot, Weinstein. I'm sure it was his fault. We'll blame it on him. <laughs> Anytime <laughs> we don't like something in this movie, it's like, ah,
1: <laughs> uh, Weinstein had his safe added at it again.
0: You know, we're about an hour in, and we haven't talked that much about Matt Damon. I know. We're we're there now, I think. We're there now? What We've we? arrived? We've arrived
1: right before we talk about like the climax of the movie. We can talk about the reason we're all here again. Mr. Matthew Jose Damon. Uh, and Matt Stack. Matt Stack is the very definitive way to rank actors who are named Matt Damon. And they are as follows, okay? So we can give him either Mattastrophe, Mundamon, Damon, Dad Damon, Magnificent, or Bagelborn. Ladies and gentlemen, Daniel's
0: take on Matthew Damon. Mattastrophe. Oh, I don't like it at all. Not even one bit. No. I don't like it at all. Mm. This is not the right movie for Matt. I understand he was young in his career. He was trying new things. More power to him.
1: He just wanted to work okay. with Terry Gilliam. That was yeah. both he and Heath Ledger's reason for You're being
0: right. in the movie. That That's fine. And I'm glad he did it. It looks like he had fun doing it, but no, never again.
2: Mm. I, would, I would agree. I would agree. He was fun. Like I enjoyed him in the role. Mm. I think he played it for what he was given. I think he played it fine. But
0: mm-hmm. Wes is just grinning over there I'm giving him saying. Dad Damon because he's yeah, just dad a goofy dad in this movie <laughs> he's taking two women to bed with him I was like hold on I thought this was a family movie That was
1: this whole movie there's like at least every 20 seconds you're like hold on I thought this was supposed to be about fairy tales for children it's not well, n- not to get too off track
2: but did you know Matt Damon was originally not in the movie Oh or that wasn't the original casting choice. Who was it? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp, you said. So he was probably Mm -hmm. Pirates then, right? It was it was right before Pirates was released. They wanted Johnny Depp in that role, but they vetoed him because he wasn't as
1: known as Matt Damon. And (laughs) And then then a couple months Pirates (laughs) came out. That sounds like another Weinstein choice right there. More likely,
2: but you almost did not get to have this movie in your wow. Matt Damon.
1: That's true. Cast. That would've been sad. we have been our Johnny Depp miniseries. Yeah, we're not doing Johnny <laughs> Depp miniseries, are we? I don't think so. Yeah, we <laughs> might. Eric, call us. Let us know. <laughs> wow, that's yeah. That that would've weird. Like, especially for the flavor and what the movie's trying to do. We love Matthew Damon, but. Mm-hmm similar to the Robin Williams thing, it just would have been better, I think. I feel like Johnny Depp could have pulled off the weird vibes a bit more. Yeah. I don't think I would have bought him as Ledger's brother though. I I the best parts of that, the reason I say Dad Damon is he does like again, I'm giving him credit where his credit is due, where he's chastising <laughs> his brother Jacob about the magic beans. Yep. And just calling him an idiot and and denying like the best parts of the movie are where he's trying to deny that the forest is enchanted when he's literally being grabbed by the trees and like there's magic stuff flying exactly. around him the whole time he's like no 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 how could they have done this a pulley system it's Levers just it's just mirrors. trees on, trees <laughs> yeah. on tracks I can see them yeah the, they're on track the <laughs> trees are on tracks. that's what it was <laughs> yeah and so I I like that he's trying to just you know thwart any logical reason out the window as to why magic exists even though it's right there in front of him so i'll give him dad damon he's very goofy you're going easy on him i'm going easy on him i know eventually we'll we'll have to crank up the heat a little bit but dad damon he's a goofy dad he's fine (laughs) he's funny (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah sorry
0: to disappoint no it's fine it's fine it's fine (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> don't think for two seconds that this movie's
0: getting off scot-free with its bagels though like we're oh, still yeah.
1: gonna like hold its
0: feet to the I fire don't i regard. still don't know what bagels i'm gonna give i'm thinking about it the whole so episode. far we've got matt Tastrophe
1: and a dad Demon. uh pretty much a thumbs down for all human supporting actors except for Like, you know, the minority. I think one of us at each stop there gave a thumbs up. while the other two gave a thumbs down. And then all three of us give big thumbs up to Spider Horse and Gingerbread (laughs) 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 Man. The one that you give a thumbs down to, though, is Wolfman. That's pretty bad. He's (laughs) very
0: wooden as an actor, too. Don't like him. Yep. Yep, I don't buy it between him and his daughter. Those scenes don't work. Nope. Mm Mm-mm. Now, we do have
1: another uh, part of the show that we like that's a very much a fan favorite and a host favorite. It's Potent Quotables, lines from the movie that are favorites of ours, meaningful, silly, goofy, whatever reason or not. You've brought them here today because they're potent and they are quotable. So what do you guys have as far as Potent Quotables?
0: I'll start. Hmm. Jacob Grimm, you bedwetting piss bucket. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Bedwetting piss bucket. There
1: was a That's really uh, I do it in the show a lot, so I'm a fan, but there was a huge musical cue and the the rousing like speech that Matt Damon is giving to the people to try to save their town and it kind of climaxes with the line, he's like, Your salvation is at hand and then the music just cuts and he's like, All right, when are we gonna get out of here? And like, like just like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, that's that's what I was gonna bring up. Yeah. I I
2: don't have a quote necessarily. it's more so a fan of just some of the play on music. Yes. In soundings, I remember a part where a character had um, plugs in their ears, <laughs> yeah. and it was just like cloth. And they as they pulled out, you're like, Boop. yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. The sound design the score is good. Yeah, it's like, like you would think that spider horse was a real thing with how they make it
0: sound. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. by how they make it sound. There's a good spit take in here too when like all the townspeople at one moment like they one of the brothers says something they all disagree with and they all just like turn like 15 people and just <laughs> the spit on, down on the ground. When they were talking about the cursed one, mm, the cursed, that's the cursed what it one. was, yeah. You guys brought up the the licking of Grandfather Toad after she does that, and Matt Damon <sighs> delivers. He's just like, oh, that is just not right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I do believe I've soiled myself. Oh, good. I thought it was me. <laughs> that, was, that, that was classic. That was up. Yeah.
1: One of the lines from the uh, the governor from Pirates of the Caribbean, uh <laughs> John the Price, he's he's giving like, it's right after they decide like, okay, we're going to let you back into the forest one more time. <laughs> he's like, attempt to escape and I will raise every tree, demolish every building, slaughter every innocent in search of you, I'm like what is going
0: on? <laughs> Talk about overreaction. Yeah. Uh I giggled when Cavaldi said, "I kill you, I kill you, and take your eggs to so smash them all in this." And he gets the, the bird poops on his head. I'm very immature when it comes to this movie. It's a very immature movie. It is. In some places. The poop jokes get me.
1: Uh, one of the good burns from the movie. You killed all my friends. Wish you had more. It's like, oh,
0: <laughs>
1: that was great. <laughs> yeah. Pretty potent this movie is yeah, in more ways than one. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, gl- I'm definitely glad, though, that we added it to the list. I said last week that it's like a very kind of quirky choice. think that kind of sums it up very well. It's a forgotten gem in the middle of his rather illustrious career and Ledger's as well. It's just odd. It's definitely a misfire. Yeah. <laughs> In all of the right ways, maybe? Or the wrong ways? I don't really know. No one knows.
0: I still don't know what bagels I'm giving this movie.
1: What would you say rewatchable scale for you guys? Do you know about the rewatchable scale, Pat? Maybe explain it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Music well, to Wesley's we ears. Of course, we the rewatchable Daniel scale. and I had this conversation <laughs> on the way over. He said that we should list them off every episode, and I was like, well, I was the one who said that we shouldn't. <laughs> like, Wesley's going to Well, 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 look where we are now. All the turntables. <laughs> Those
1: turntables keep on turning. And much like a movie does, uh, rewatching it just over and over and over and over again. When that happens, you have to define it in a very, very fluid manner, okay? Mm -hmm. If it's something you'd rather not rewatch, you got Stab My Eyes. You got What's the Mood? If it's on, watch with friends. Seek it out. The Brothers Grimm firmly, flimsily, (laughs) falls into a little branch off. uh, Watch with your drunk friends. (laughs) I think this movie was a lot of fun, <laughs> sober. But if you have a group of like three to seven people and you've got way too much time to kill, <laughs> you gotta you just make a drinking game out of it, or just start off
0: drunk and turn it on when you're already there. <laughs> I agree with this one actually. <laughs> I concur. I you're, would yeah
2: sorry no go ahead. I would agree more if it was shorter. Mm. You're not that's, wrong. That's what yeah. would hold me back from agreeing with that. I would say if you've never seen it, watch it. Yeah. But after that, I have no desire to ever
1: rewatch this movie. <laughs> you it's, sure? It's a. It's a. It's Very a, sure. A, what about ten years? This is a great. This is the best thing <laughs> about he just Matthew just nodded to the he ten year mark. <laughs> ten year mark. Uh, this is the the best thing about the rewatchable scale, and why it should be brought up every single week because. Matt just brought up a great point. This is this is a seek it out slash stab my eyes. <laughs> like it immediately yeah. turns from one to the other as yeah. soon as you're
2: done. It is incredible how quickly it goes down that scale. It, I'm not kidding when I say the moment the credits hit, I went great, and then turned the TV off. <laughs> <laughs> you, had,
1: you had only you still had like what half the movie, so you didn't like it wasn't one sitting. It was all like okay. Took a break, <laughs> turn it back on. So you already refreshed, and then the movie exhausted you to the point of, great, great. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I think this one would be like again. I don't. Obviously, we're not selling the movie. We're not necessarily up on the movie. Please YouTube at least one clip of this it's anywhere. Gingerbread mm-hmm. Man, Spider Horse. You could even do like the opening scene. Like all of it is just like there's, it's got a very distinct flavor of like a lost time. But it's that mix of not just, oh, it's a time capsule thing, but it's this such a misfire of a movie mm-hmm. that came out a while ago. So it's nice to see how like stuff still happens to this day. It's just usually. I feel like nowadays you lose the flavor it just becomes like dull and more messy whereas this one is definitely messy but it it's anything but dull. You're never like it's never, still long yeah. but I'm never bored. There's always something wild about to happen where it, like you said it's such a stew. Like you've thrown in so many things into this pot. <laughs> Whereas other normally in in the more recent case, it's more of like an editing thing where it's just kind of jumbled together, and you have such a a Frankenstein movie. This is more of a a a
0: globby gingerbread man. It's a jumbled (laughs) liar, jumbled liar. I was trying to make that work. A little bit of a gumbo. A little bit of a gumbo. Yeah, I like jumbled liar. I I think
2: think we'd be having a different conversation had the movie been able to. Stay with one consistent plot element. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> Rather than being
2: probably two or three movies all mixed together.
1: If Gilliam got the movie he wanted to make with these actors, release the Gilliam cut. I think that genuinely it probably would still be talked about or would at least be like, oh, yeah, that Terry Gilliam movie that people aren't talking about. Because it wouldn't ever topple. Monty Python, I I don't think in any case it would ever do that, but it would be the one like the the hipster underground, you know, deep cut that people would be like. You know what's good? It's Brothers Grimm.
0: Did you hear that and Brothers Grimm, bro? The
1: yeah, the the Weinstein brothers got their way completely. I think it would have just been more CGI. You wouldn't get like the quirkiness. It would have been all just like. I don't want to say messy again, but it would just been jumbled up completely and just. All of the tropes that are forgettable, and it would have just been, oh, what was that? That's a movie. It's gone. It's lost to time, and why would you even bring it up again? But instead, you've got both of those things competing at 100% for the entire <laughs> runtime almost. Yeah. And from scene to scene, you legitimately don't know what you're going to get. Nope. And I'm delaying here because Daniel's. I can see it in his eyes. He doesn't know what number. To I don't know, but I'm going to have Matt do it. Matt gonna,
0: Bagels
2: how many bagels would
0: i get what's mm, the max
1: 10 T- 10 technically the max is a baker's dozen but <laughs> that is reserved for don't even the, reference. it <laughs> no. it feels wrong to even say now that i know what i'm giving this one <laughs> no, no. <laughs> i would
2: i would say probably about a 4 cuz there are some enjoyable elements mm-hmm. but That's they're just fair. they're so drowned out by boring and convoluted <laughs> plots <laughs> that don't boring. make sense. Yeah, but there are parts I genuinely
1: laughed at. Yes. and enjoyed. What'd you give it? I'm very, very close to Matt. I'm a
0: three point nine. Okay, I'm a f- four point four. Mm. It's spider Horse it spider just bumps horse. it up a lot for me. So, like, yeah, that. four point four.
1: It's somewhere like it's. I don't. I feel bad like giving it a number. Out of one to ten, because it's it's just such a an an ugly odd duckling of a movie. You feel like you're rating multiple movies. Yeah. No. Yes. That's what I feel. That's exactly what it is. That's a good way to sum it up. At sometimes I think at the highest it's probably like a seven. Other times it's very much a one. Like there's, <laughs> and so I'm landing somewhere in between
0: at like three point nine, four point five, whatever you want to call it. Like, uh, yeah. The bad news is next week's movie isn't that much better. The Departed by Martin Scorsese. He didn't know what he was doing. Such a mess. <laughs> Such Defin- a mess. Definitely not one director's vision for a movie. <laughs> We're having Danny Fenton on that one, everybody. Just yeah, let you all know. Yeah. Danny long Fenton. Long time. Long
1: time since he's been on the show. But you know what? I hope it's not too long before Matt's back on the show. Thank you oh, for coming thank on. Thank you,
0: you Matt. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Yeah. You know Did you have what, a good time?
1: Did you? Yeah.
0: He's clapping for himself. Ew. So vain.
1: He's got another clapper in me. <laughs> what a first time. He's shaking him. Movie to come Mary on. Broncos. Like, Can you imagine just coming to talk uh, about the Brothers Grimm? That's what Matt has done today. And uh-huh. you know what? Bless you for it. And you know it's, what? It's been my pleasure. This is another favorite segment of the show. Now that we're done with our review of the movie we came here to talk about, it's time to talk about what you've been watching. What so you watching. Anything else that's. Anything, movie, Girl, TV show, you watching? book you've been reading, anything that you've consumed media-wise that was not the Brothers Grimm within the last week or so. <laughs> Matt, you been watching anything juicy? I'm um,
2: probably the worst person to ask this question. <laughs> um, so, so, I mean, anything. Wh- the the media that I have been consuming into my mind, Yes. Uh, I've been reading Okay. The, the Mistborn series by Brandon Sanderson. Okay. It's a fun fantasy, magic-esque novel where um, some people have access to magic, but they have it by burning metal within them, so they swallow pieces of metal to get access to that. It's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, What have I been watching? Uh, I started Squid Games. I decided to get on that train. I finished that this week. Ah, see, you lied. you mentioned watching the game of
2: Squid. You mentioned Squid Game during Goodwill Hunting. I
1: did. So yeah. I don't want to backtrack too much. No, it's okay. But I did finish it. That yeah. me it, you know what? it makes me this profit now because like I said on that episode it's going to catch on. And now I've got two more people who have been
0: squitting it up. So squid- to speak. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of squid heads. Yeah. I'm a, I just finished the third episode. So I'm pretty early on. But I enjoy it so far bloodier than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Very. It's well, yeah. it's a it's brutal. <laughs> Strap your seatbelt
1: in.
2: Wes, have you finished it? Yes, I have. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Curious. I'm not gonna say any more. Yeah. Daniel's mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything mm-hmm. for Daniel. I'm very curious. Uh, I, that's kind of also where I'm in because two other movies that you know would be spoilerish if I talked too much about them. But I watched Halloween Kills. I need to see that. It's on Peacock. But more importantly, it is in theaters. <laughs> that's something I I really shouldn't say that because it did fantastic at the box office mm. which doesn't make any sense to me and then unfortunately on the other hand the biggest flop of the weekend that also released exclusively in theaters
0: was the last duel the newest matt damon movie. yes which made we may like, or may not be covering later made like five million oof really it's a
1: hundred million dollar movie it's the well mullet.
0: we are going to talk about it people I'll didn't like the mullet. release it now it'll
1: be like the last episode in this miniseries uh yeah, really unfortunate. My thoughts on the movie are undisclosed right now because we can't talk about it until the episode. But it is pretty sad when the biggest like franchise movie that's opening up with it is also on the $5 streaming service at the same time, yeah. and it makes over $50 million at the box office and theaters. And then you have this $100 million Ridley Scott-directed
0: solid movie. And it can't make more than six. <laughs> That's rough. And it's only going to go down. So show me with your hands, the uh, listeners don't hear. Thumbs up, thumbs middle, thumbs down on the last duel. Interesting. <laughs> I'm not telling Daniel anything, <laughs> I'm throwing my hands up wildly. <laughs> you already texted me about it, so I kind of already know. No, but you do not so, You so did, though. I have the text. Took my, Someone took my
1: phone.
2: I have the receipts. It was not me. I got the receipts. In in regards to box office numbers, though, how much do we have to adjust that in this day and age of going to the theater? Which one? Uh, for the one you the last one. I know five. You said five million, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, even now, I'd say it's not a lot. Yeah, yeah. But if we rewound it about three years ago
1: and you adjusted that number, do you have like inflation wise? I mean, even because of COVID. Because of COVID. Oh, oh, because of COVID. If this was released in like in Gladiator times, same director. I think it probably would have been extremely successful. If it was released even three years ago, I think it would have been extremely successful. I think a big problem was this probably should have been released in November even of this year and not opened up against Halloween. Uh, There's a lot of things, and we'll get into that eventually. But yeah, it's frustrating for a number of reasons, especially as someone who, regardless of if I like the movie or not, wants movies like that to succeed. And it seems like more often than not, they're not succeeding. And mm-hmm. all the movies that are are ones that Disney is putting out, and other studios are putting out day and date and streaming, and they're still succeeding. And I'm scared, very scared that it's gonna. They're He's gonna... scared, Mister Elvis. He is scared, Mister Elvis. And I don't <laughs> want it to. I don't want it to die off. And it seems like <laughs> they are dying. They're a dying breed. And you know what's a dead breed? The Brothers Grimm. <laughs> You're never gonna get a movie like this again. And you know what? That makes it all the more special. And so was our time here today on this episode, talking about all of this stuff. So,
0: well, thank you so much, West, for coming on the show. Of course, yeah. thank, thank you, Matt. Matt thank you. Show. Uh, tune in next week for the departed with father-in-law of the show, Danny mm-hmm. Fenton. It'll still be the the brothers bagel. I'm sorry the the bagels grim um, the, the bagels series. Yes, it's been that
1: been called that the whole time. So it's it's everyone fine. Everyone knows this, West. Yeah,
0: everyone.
1: Um. I think that's everything. Did you have Matt Stats? Matt Stats. <laughs> Daniel thought he could escape at this time. You forgot the Matt Stats. Matt Stats. Matt Damon in this movie chastises his brother, Jacob, about magic beans five times in the movie. The character Spider Horse swallows at least 17 children. And this movie won 12 Oscars
0: at the Academy Awards. Matt Stats. Matt Damon specifically swept the Oscars. He won Best Actress. (laughs) Didn't make sense. He just won every award. Spider Horse won Best Screenplay. (laughs) Best Gingerbread
1: Man Award? Well, Heath Ledger got uh, Best Foreign Film because I couldn't understand what the hell he was saying at the time. Oh, bless all of you. Bless your farts and bless your blarts.